welcome back. Welcome back to, to What Thing, thing About, about us. us. Wow. Oh, wow. Did you guys just hear that advertisement? Yeah. I, I We recorded a little ad. That's crazy. I know. In about 10 years, we're going to make $10 from yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So keep streaming. So keep streaming. <laughs> yeah. And sorry it's annoying, but... We're on the path. Sorry, we're on the grind. Yeah. Don't hate us for trying to get our bag. <laughs> our $10 bag. <laughs> How are you, Kika? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Okay, great. Cool. We're good both... podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, see you later. <laughs> we're doing good, though. Yeah, I was just telling you before we started recording, my body is going through a new thing where it hates my bed. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. It's weird. Like, I will be falling asleep on my couch and then I'll get in my bed. And just my eyes will pop open. It just doesn't want to be there. I like overheat. It's uncomfortable. So I've just been sleeping on my couch. That's so terrible. I know. I really hate that. It's freaking <laughs> weird. I took like six melatonin last night. I was like, please. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, you know how we've been talking about how like I've been slaying waking up really early? Yeah. And like, let me give you, like I was waking up at like 6 a.m. every day. Yeah. Um, it's not like completely demolished because I'm still waking up at like, I've been waking up at roughly like 830, mm-hmm. but I, I, every day I'm like, I've got to wake up really early tomorrow because yeah. like, I'm going to like spend time and like read my Bible and mm-hmm. my journal and then I'm going to go for a run and then I'm going to start working. But it's been rainy in LA. Yeah, it's, it's been really shitty. And I think that is an obstacle for me as well because I have been waking up quite late, which is not like me. Yeah, I've been choosing to believe that it's the rain. I think it's the rain. We have not had one moment of sunlight since daylight savings. It's so depressing. It is. Like, oh my God. I will say though, I did go for a run a few days ago. It wasn't early. It was at like 1030. Mm-hmm. I had the most fun I've ever had. In the rain? No, no, no. It was like oh, the okay. one, like... The clouds shifted away just for a second. Yeah. For a little bit of sunlight to come out. Yeah. And, oh, I just had the most delightful time. Oh, that's nice. And, like, I'm, I'm sure people listening are like, ew. <laughs> no, I, you, got, you got to get on our level in terms of, like, go out when you see the sunlight. Yeah. I did the same thing the other day. I saw one speck of sunlight, and I was like, I got to get out there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to... You fell hiking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. I saw this on Instagram. So this is actually what happened. I saw the sunlight and I was like I have to go because the next day was when all of the rain started yes so I was like if I don't get out today I'm gonna regret it because I won't be able to do it like any other day but I had been googling like trails that are just very casual like I was trying to just walk in a different setting I really was not trying to I don't know climb a mountain yeah did you go by yourself you yeah. know what's crazy is this is how synced we are as best friends. I almost texted you that day and was like, should we go for a hike? Oh my God, really? Yes. Isn't that so weird? And that's not something you've ever done no, before. ever in our lives. Well, okay. We, we both should... saw the sun and we were like, we gotta go. I know. We were feeling really inspired. Well, we should try to do what I did because I think with a companion, I would not have failed so miserably. But okay. I saw that there is an abandoned zoo in Los Angeles. It's by the current LA Zoo <gasps> at Griffith Park, only like a mile or two away. And, like, it's not abandoned in, like, a scary way. They just still have all the enclosures up, and they put picnic tables in them so you can vibe there. So I take my little car, drive to Griffith. Kind of a long drive at that time. It was, like, 3 o'clock. Half-hour drive. Cannot figure out where this thing is. I, like... (laughs) And it's also... It doesn't have an address. It's just in the freaking mountain. So I get to what I think is the right parking lot. I walk around for a minute. It's incredibly hot. I can't find it. 
I get back in my car, I watch a YouTube video about how to get to it, so I drive to a different place, get out of my car, walk around, can't find it. Get back in my car, it's been an hour at this point, I'm like, this sucks, I'm going home. The sun is coming out as I'm saying this, As we're saying this, the sun is peeking through the window. That's so nice. Well, I think it's trying to make me feel better. Anyway, I get back in the car, um... And I'm like, let me just give this one last shot. So I get in the car, go back to the original parking lot. I walk for a little bit. It's right by a playground, a very busy playground. Um, Still don't find it. And I'm like, you know what? This is a problem for another day. Yeah. Like, clearly this failed. I'm kind of upset about it at this point because I'm like, (laughs) the zoo looks so cool. I was really excited to find it. And I hadn't predicted that finding it would be an obstacle you know what I mean I thought I was just gonna be there so I get I turn around I go to walk back to my car and like one minute in there's a grassy area that's kind of wet Mm. and I'm like I don't want to get my shoes too wet let me just kind of like walk lightly and as I take my first step there's no reason for this I just completely banana peel fall oh and I didn't realize I think it was probably because I didn't think there was any depth to the ground but it was a lot of standing water and grass when I thought it was just grass yeah so I fell I am completely covered in mud like my hair my hoodie my leggings my shoes were 100% coated in mud oh my god and what I eventually learned later, my phone, like my phone was totally covered in mud and it got into the charging port. <gasps> so my phone is barely charging now. I have to hold the wire at a weird angle no. for it to charge. But all of this is like fine, except that I had to walk through the very full playground back yeah. to my car. <laughs> so it was like a lot of mothers and a lot of kids just seeing like this random woman looking insane <laughs> by herself covered in mud. And then I got into my car covered in mud. Um, and I was really excited to go get a smoothie at Erewhon. You ever hear about the Erewhon smoothies? I've heard about them, but I've never Never had, had one. one. Um, but I was like, that's what I'll do after I see the zoo. I was like, I'll make myself feel better. I'll go get one. Can't do that. I'm yeah. covered in mud from head you to tail. For anyone yeah. who doesn't know what Erewhon is, it's... It's a very bougie grocery store. If you've seen season two of You set in L.A., the grocery store is based on Erewhon. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. It, you know how it's Anavarin, which is Nirvana oh, backwards, and yes. Erewhon is nowhere backwards? <gasps> I didn't know any of those things. There that is just delightful to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dang, I'm sorry. That's okay. I got back in the elevator here at my apartment, and... Um, was just, like, praying that no one else got in the elevator. So, of course, like, six people got in the elevator. Of course. And each time I had to explain myself and be, like, slipped on a hike. And they were, like, oh, it's cool. But honestly. They were, like, we don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which made me feel better, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone was so, like, it's fine. But yeah. I was, like, you know what? Maybe it is fine. Yeah. That's my, my mud fall story. Nice. Yeah. Very sorry about that again. I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I have something, again, to update the pod about. Oh, God. Okay. I went to the club. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have a story to tell about you going to the club. Uh, Like, what was happening for me in parallel. But yes, go ahead. Because a few... Was it the last... Maybe a couple episodes ago. A couple episodes ago, Kika asked, like, if I was, like, the type of person to ever want to go out. Yeah. And then that got both of us talking about how we should go out. And we just, like, haven't. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, it's been, like, hard to plan or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then... Lily, um, my roommate, 
saw that Zara Larson was going to be like performing at some club thing here and she's mm-hmm. been doing it like all over the country. So she was like, yeah, do you want to go? Like, will you come with me? And I was like, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, I mean, this is the perfect opportunity to go out. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Like, I just, Kika, I'm not exaggerating. And Lily will say the same thing. I think that it may have been the craziest time of my whole life. Oh my God, I don't know anything about this. It was so insane. Which, like, for me, coming from quaint little Knoxville, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. never been to a club in my life. Like This was your first club? Yes! Oh, I didn't know that. First, like, real LA club. Yes. Or just, like, club in general. But, like, first time really clubbing it up yeah okay so like i said i didn't know what to expect at all because mm-hmm. like with zara larson performing i like i had no idea what we were if we were going to like a proper club like what kind of club what to expect i didn't know anything i was following lily blindly hoping mm-hmm. that it was going to be a good time yeah so we go first of all poor lily dabs she didn't <laughs> realize how late it was going to start. Yeah, the ticket link definitely said 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. <gasps> it did? Yeah. Oh, my. Okay, because Lily thought it started at 9. No. <laughs> 9 p.m. Yeah. 9 p.m., which yeah. if I would have been given any information, even uh. I would have known, like, Lily, we should not be getting to a club in L.A. at 9 p.m. Right. Anyway, we go. They're like, hey, we're actually pushing back doors until 10. Great. So we get there at 9. We go eat, like, next door, which was fine and great. Mm. And then we go back. And we get there at 10. Oh, it's just... We're, like, the first couple of people in the club. Like, the club is completely empty. There's a DJ and us. So funny. So we, like, run to the bathroom and we're like, oh, no. Like, no one's coming. Like, what have we done? So funny. Um, Which, in hindsight, we were just there way too early. So Mm. we go and sit down and... Like, it takes us about an hour to realize this is a gay club. For like, Clubhouse? No, it's not. That night it was. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, because well, Larson was coming. <laughs> like, I, we were a f- some of the very few women in the building. Oh, that's funny. Which, in hindsight, I was, like, delighted by. Yeah. Because with it being my first, like, true... LA club experience. Yeah. I didn't need men trying to hit on me. Like yeah, that's fair enough. the last thing I needed was men trying to like grab me and talk to me and touch me. So yeah. I was kind of delighted that it was a gay club. Yeah. Well, that night it was because yeah. they were having their good time and mm-hmm. I wasn't really being bo- bothered by anyone. So yeah. that was great. Yeah. Um, the night continues. There's an upstairs and a downstairs, and no one's being clear on where Zara's gonna be. And that's Lily funny. is like so obsessed with seeing Zara. So like. She's so concerned about, like, being right where Zara is. Mm -hmm. So we're, like, running upstairs and downstairs all night trying to figure out, like, where she's going to be. Yeah. Hours and hours and hours later. I think, keep in mind, we got there at 9 o'clock. I think Zara ended up coming out at, like, 1230. Yeah. So so we've been there. And I'm going in and out of, like, one moment. I'm like, this is the best night of my whole life. Yes. Where we're, like, in the middle of the crowd. We're Mm -hmm. dancing. Like, at this one moment, this girl like grabbed me and pulled me on the table with her oh, so fun. like me and these strangers were dancing on a table oh, so fun. i'm completely sober like yeah. everyone else is just out of their minds uh-huh. so it's like there were moments where i was like this is the most fun i've ever had yes 
And then there were other moments where I was like, oh, I'm going to have an anxiety attack. (laughs) Because, like, it was so loud. Yes. The strobes were strobing. Uh Uh-huh. There were so many shirtless men Mm -hmm. just pressed up against me. To where there were so many moments where I was like, I'm going to have an anxiety attack. And then five minutes later, I'd be having the time of my life. So what time did it get crowded? Like, when did everyone show up? People say it got like properly crowded. I'd say at like eleven. Okay. That's so good. like it didn't take that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at like eleven, Lily and I were like, okay, let's dance. Like, sure, surely something will be happening soon. Yeah. So then it was just like if we would have gotten there at like eleven thirty or twelve, uh-huh. the whole night consistently would have been like the best night ever. Uh-huh. We had just gotten there way too early, so I kept like just standing there, being like, can we like get this show on the road? Longest pregame ever. Literally longest pregame ever. Mm-hmm. Um. So. And the worst part was, like, I don't know if this is a thing in, like, L.A. clubs, and I'm just out of the know-how. Mm-hmm. The music. It was just, like, lo-fi. Yeah. Music. Yeah. Oh, my. Why did they play that? Like, up until it started? Yes. Yes. I remember the first time I went to emo night with Maya. That was, like, our favorite thing when I lived near Boston, is we would go to Boston emo night. I did the same thing that you did. No sense of when to get there. So, we got there probably, yeah, at nine. Um... And before, like, right when we got in the door, they were playing, like, Picture to Burn by Taylor Swift. We were like, is this the wrong place? Did we get the date wrong? And it was just that kind of, like, extremely low-key vibe. Until suddenly at, like, 11.30, these men smash onto the stage and everyone's screaming. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. So, you know, you got to learn the hard way, I think. Well, it was just lo-fi the whole time. And then Zara sang, like kind of a bit of her song and then it was uh-huh. lo-fi again oh really and it was just like they, they played uh-huh. one like beyonce song randomly yeah and the whole like everyone was losing it having the best time and then it's back to lo-fi that's so i weird. was like what are we doing like <laughs> if it would have been good music the whole time i think i would have been raging yeah so that was weird anyway um so zara comes out and she's just like vibing obviously like she's singing like at this club so she's yeah. just like walking around talking to people uh-huh. like Whatever. Lily gets to, like, get a picture with her. Like, yeah. everyone's having a good time. Um, so Zara's about to, like, do her little mini set. Mm-hmm. I'm dying a little bit at this point. I'm like, sure. I'm going to literally freak out a little yeah. bit. Um, and it's already been just such a crazy freaking night. We're mm-hmm. standing there. Zara's standing there. I look up. And <laughs> in the flesh... Lil Nas X is, oh, yeah. is walking <laughs> yeah. towards us. And Aww. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, no. It's not oh, yeah. Lil Nas X. It was. It was. It simply was. That's it was awesome. the most LA moment of my life. I'm like, yeah. I'm at a gay club with Zara Larson <laughs> and Lil Nas X just walked in. <laughs> so he's like up in the DJ booth. They're doing their thing. Well, at this point, yeah. And then uh, his group that he was with like bounces. And I'm like, Lily, Zara was still going. I'm like, Lily, I'm going to go downstairs to the bar and just, like, breathe Mm because I'm going to freak out if I don't, like, take a second. Yeah. Because it was way quieter and just, like, less crowded. Yeah. So I go down there and sure enough, like, Lil Nas and his, like, homies are by the bar. Vibing. Just vibing. And it was so funny, Kika. This guy came up and everyone Lil Nas was, like, talking to, he was so kind to. Like, this guy came up to him and was like, I don't know what all they were saying, but they were, like, really close to where I was, so I could Mm -hmm. catch, like, bits and pieces. Yeah. And um, I'm assuming the guy, like, invited Lil Nas X to Mm. a party or something. Yeah. And his response was, oh, a party after this? No, thank you, but that was really kind of you to invite me. Oh, that's (laughs) so nice. It was so (laughs) nice. He was like, what the heck? Thank you so much. That's so sweet. It was so kind. Like, I was like, oh, my God. 
And then what the, heck? That's the photographer for the event came up next to me and he ended up like buying me a drink and was just like being really kind to me. Aww. So that made me feel good, obviously. Yeah. Um, but then the photographer ended up like being like, hey, can I get a picture of you for like the event? And he was yeah. like, yeah, of course. He like got it. And the photographer was like, okay, that's it. My job is done for the night. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but it was just so funny. Like Lily and crazy. Lily and I ended up. Oh my god! And the bartender was so, or uh, he was so hot. <laughs> he was so hot. I'm gonna be Good. honest. Good. Um, well, damn. But, maybe it was a gay club. No, <laughs> yeah. but then we ended up driving home at like 4 a.m. after this event, and me and Lily were just like laughing our butts off. We were like. This was, like, such an L.A. night. Like, I know. That's crazy. It was really fun. Yes. Really, really, really fun. Oh, I'm glad you had a good time. It was crazy and so much fun. And, like, I want to continue to go out. I do it all the time. Do it. And you were in another realm during yes. this. Okay. So, I had... Because when Lily had originally asked me to go, I had told her I couldn't go. Because I was with Kelsey. Yeah. Um, But... At, like, 9 p.m. that night, Lily and Katie texted me, and they were like, there is not a soul here. Like, please come out. I was already blasted. Her text messages, y'all? Unintelligible. So, so, so drunk with my friend Kelsey. What I was trying to say, as I revisit it, is my car was in Playa del Rey. (laughs) I don't think I was able to get out the words Playa del Rey. I had no idea what you were talking about. Yes, my car was in Playa del Rey, so I couldn't Uber there because there would be nowhere for me to go home to. I would have to then get my car from Playa del Rey. I would still be drunk, whatever. Um, so that was the first thing that I just couldn't get there anyway. And I was already blasted and I was with Kelsey. The second thing is that the link that Lily had sent me, the tickets were already off sale. Oh. So, so I couldn't have gone anyway. <laughs> we wanted you to come so bad. And I just couldn't have gone at all. So yeah. Fun. But, um, yeah, the voice message that I sent was, like, totally unintelligible. I was talking to Lily about it yesterday. She was like, yeah, the only thing I heard was just, like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I do love you. And that's just all I wanted to say. It was so funny, though. Yeah. Well, 10 out of 10. It was a great experience. Good. Really we'll do it again. Yeah. I want to go. Lily had sent me a Club 90s thing the other day that we should do one I day. know. I really want to. I think yeah. that something like that, I think that where we know the music is going to be specifically mm-hmm. themed, I think we would have the most fun night. I think we should do it. We should. We're going to. Yeah. We'll update the pod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Promise. All right. We have topic. We do today. have a topic. Yeah. And it's going to hurt some feelings and we're going to crack some skulls. I was just thinking it is kind of going to hurt some feelings. Yeah. Maybe my own also. I'm like, like I'm we're not um, immune at all. Nope. We're all Most of the time uh-huh. um, during the podcast, whatever we're talking about and the advice we're giving, it's straight up for me. Yeah, it's a cell phone. Like, I'm talking to myself. Yeah. So, just know if ever in a podcast you're like, dang, they're kind of like going well, I mean, in. It's for me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, not for you, I promise. Totally. It's a self-roast. It is. That's fine. But you may be wondering what the topic is. I'll tell you. It's all about parasocial relationships. Oh, explain what that is. Sure. Um, I wish I had pulled up a dictionary definition. Oh. But I would say parasocial relationships are just when you feel... Such an intense closeness and intimacy with someone who you don't know in real life. Let's say like an idol, like brutal, brutal, um, or you know, even just like an influencer or a YouTuber. Yeah, whatever. Totally. Yeah, much more common now. I think in the age of social media, when totally people just be putting their whole lives online, or it feels like they're putting their whole lives online. Right. So that's what we're chatting about. Yeah. Um, are you a victim of? experiencing parasocial feelings towards celebrities and the like yeah for sure Mm. I definitely like I'm definitely 
just I have like I have to be very mindful and watch myself because I will just completely fall down the hole and just totally live in the hole at all times like I remember even and I've always been like that like it definitely even started like back in the one direction days yeah I was just like these are my friends (laughs) these are my best buddies these are my best friends I know I'm like the back of my hand Yeah. yeah and and then obviously, whenever I got into Five Seconds of Summer, it took like a whole extreme of like, because that was like peak teenage years for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like peak obsession with this band. So I was like, I remember whenever all of like the like controversy about the Five Seconds of Summer boys and even the One Direction boys came out and I was like, just destroyed. <laughs> like I was I so upset about it because we create this idea of who we'd like for them to be. Totally. And then without being careful, you have to remind yourself, like, this is your idealized version of them that you've created for yourself mm-hmm. to meet your own needs. Yeah. It's not who they actually are. Totally. Um, which I think that we can talk about how there's, it can be different within like Western artists versus like idols because yeah. K-pop idols and the K-pop industry literally like purposely want you to feel that way. So yeah. it's just like a whole different thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I definitely have experienced the pain of the parasocial relationship. Yes, me as well. I am not a big like influencer follower. There's just not a lot that I keep up with, but I caught myself the other day. <laughs> There's this um, Instagram account that I follow called Drinks by Evie. Her name is Evie. She makes cocktails and that's it. That's her whole thing. Like she's not much of like a lifestyle influencer, but I enjoy her Instagram stories. I think she's very sweet and very funny. And she had posted something about how she doesn't like her apartment because it doesn't get a lot of natural light. And I uh, replied and I was like, I feel you. Like, that's definitely my number one thing in my next apartment. I don't know why I replied to this Instagram story. I replied to an Instagram story like once a month. It feels like. But she replied back. Like, she hearted the message and she was like, I don't even remember what it said. But it was just like, yeah, same. Something nice immediately my parasocial wheels started spinning. Yeah. I was like, do you think we could be friends? I feel like we could be friends. Yeah. And I was like, stop it. You don't know <laughs> anything about her. Yeah, I was like, it'd be so crazy. Yeah. It's, it's hard, hard though. It's really hard. Yeah. What do you think it is that really like does that? I think it's that regular friendships look like that too. Like yeah. your real life friendship, so much of it lives on social media and via text mm. that like, Sometimes when an influencer or a, you know, public personality interacts with you, it feels like a real friend. Yeah. That, like, the way that it looks is impossible to distinguish. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Uh, so, uh. I know, it's super weird. But, like, I think it's interesting that you bring up Western and K-pop artists because, yes, K-pop artists capitalize on it. I feel like Western artists have almost categorically moved away from yeah, it. Yeah. Like, they they want to make it a point for you to know that, like, we are separate. Like, yes. They hate it. Yeah, you don't know me. Like, you do not know me. Mm-hmm. And I. this is who I am as an artist yes. and, like, a musician. And this is my job. Totally. But, like, I'm not going to tell you about, like, my real life. Or really show you my real life. Yeah, it's true. It's weird. Yeah. I feel like even, like, lifestyle vloggers and stuff where it feels like you know them, they're, like, reminding you all the time. They're like, you only see, like, one section of my life. Yeah. A K-pop idol is never going to tell you that. Yeah. It's really weird because I remember. So, the only... 
So I've never been really into like lifestyle vloggers or like um, influencers in that way. Mm-hmm. I definitely like loved the YouTube scene mm-hmm. back in like the thriving like 2012 to 2014, like yeah. O2L, whatever else. Dan like, and Phil lover. Well, that's what I was about to get to. Yeah. I loved, still love Dan and Phil. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, love, 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 love. Yeah. Um, and the parasocial was parasocialing with yeah. Dan and Phil because like. Whenever you get invested into someone like a YouTuber, it's mm-hmm. like, obviously, there's so much you don't know, mm-hmm. but in the moment, you're not realizing that because they're showing you literal videos in what you think to be their actual home, in their actual life, mm-hmm. with their actual ideas and opinions, mm-hmm. which is funny because Dan, especially Phil as well, but Dan was very much one to be like, not like in like the when people like try to pretend that they know him in any way because he's like, you don't actually know me. So like, let me make my own choices. Mm -hmm. But I remember a few months ago, Dan posted a video because he like took some time off of YouTube for a while. And obviously I've fallen off and I don't like keep up with him or anything. But back in the day I was watching everything I thought and felt as if I like knew everything about him, whatever he posted that towards the end of him and Phil posting together regularly they had two apartments and they mm-hmm. stopped filming in their actual home because wow. they didn't like the idea of millions of people being able to actually see where they live and uh-huh. see. So they literally kept, like they bought a new apartment above the one they were filming oh, in. Oh wow, then the old one is just like their filming apartment. And the old one was, they just went there and filmed. So it's like wow. this whole time, we thought this is what their bedrooms looked like. Mm-hmm. We thought this is what their living room looked like. And it was just all fake because they just didn't want wow. us to know. And we only found out like a few months ago. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Like, it. obviously now I don't really care. And I was just like, oh, slay for you. Like, if that's mm-hmm. the boundary you want to set, like, go for it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if I would have found out a few years ago, whenever I was like peaked in and Phil, I would have been like, wait, what? Would you have been <laughs> upset, do you think? I don't know if I would have been upset because I'm... I get so invested in, like, I just, like, care about this person to where if that makes them happy and, like, that's their boundary, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I just think my world would have been a little rocked because, like, the parasocial relationship I had created Mm -hmm. was in that home. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was your house. Like, that's so weird to say and, like, admit on a podcast, but, like... Whenever I had thought about like, oh, I wonder what they're up to. Like that was the, what I was visual, like that's what I was thinking in my little brain. Sure. So isn't that weird? That is weird. I know. And like so many people that we don't even like realize they do stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it makes me think about what you were talking about with the distinction between like K-pop idols mm-hmm. is how the K-pop idols and the K-pop industry and the companies mm-hmm. like deliberately create characters essentially Mm -hmm. for us as fans to have a parasocial relationship with. Yeah. But it's so weird that there's so many things that like are 100% off off limits. We will never, ever, ever know. Yeah. And they kind of act like they don't even exist. Yeah, exactly. Like they're real families. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And like, it's crazy. All that kind of stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it's just weird that there's so much we actually don't know Mm -hmm. about like our specific K-pop idols. We Mm -hmm. like, but because they fuel so many other areas mm-hmm. and give us so much content in other areas, we still feel like we like know them in any it's way. It's true. It's so, it's, 
I'm getting that kind of feeling that I get sometimes around K-pop. I'm thinking about just like it's so contrived. Like yeah. they obviously they para the social severely, but yeah. you're right. They have so many like very specific limits, and I sort of feel like I got got. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We did. Yeah. If I'm you're not... if you're just now figuring that out, we did get yeah. cut. Yes, I feel like I took the red pill and I couldn't rise above it. I yeah. like I couldn't see the perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it just makes you feel a little stupid. Yeah. But then it's also like, like to go along with the red pill, like I kind of enjoy living in the fantasy a little bit. Agreed. It's sort of like living in Disney World all the time. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. I was gonna say I kind of like I don't mind because it makes it feel, which there's so many layers to this mm-hmm. and so many people like view it and see it and treat it differently, mm-hmm. which we can go into those because I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. But for me, I kind of like it because it just feels like, oh, this is like, I don't, I'm not obsessed with like Jacob Bay mm-hmm. or like Bay Jun Young. Like mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with Jacob from the boys. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I love what they've shown me and it's almost like this like cartoon character or something (laughs) you know well like i think that's why it's so important to have like interests outside of k-pop because it's like you should definitely go to disney world sometimes but you can't live in disney world because then you forget that disney world is not the whole world it's not the whole world 100 percent. and also like you know how some people hate disney world because they just don't like that immersive yeah like nothing else exists beyond yeah disney foods and disney water and disney music I enjoy that. Yeah. I like to kind of step into that separate world that I feel like K-pop is. Yeah. But I think I can enjoy it because I also enjoy stepping out of it. Yeah. Um, however, like, the parasocial will drag you in deep. And I yeah. can't blame people for, like, getting so so wrapped up in it. Yeah. I think it's, like, we all would. it's also crazy whenever you see groups or idols that have disbanded And you can see how different they act once they're not a part of the specific idol group. Mm -hmm. It's, like, kind of crazy. It is crazy. It's similar to, like, Louis Tomlinson having a kid. Truly. Like, everything just kind of comes into view. But, you know, it was, like, a big wake-up call for me. Um, I'm not even into this group of Blanky. Do you know Blanky? I don't. Uh, They have that member who's obsessed with Julian from The Boys. Oh, okay. Uh, But... Blanky, very embarrassing name for a group. Again, I don't stand. <laughs> Somebody might. I know. Uh, it's an embarrassing name for a group. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure their music is great, though. But one of the members, basically this allegation came out that he had basically assaulted this girl, like domestically, like strangled her in an alley. Um, and then the company came out and was like, yep, it's true. We removed him from the group. Oh my gosh, wait, I, you guys were talking about this in the group chat. Yes. <gasps> yes. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy that it's like, you hear about that happening. Obviously, you get the rush of fans that are like, innocent until proven guilty. Like, yeah. don't jump to conclusions. Whatever. And then the agency is like, nope. Nope, it's true. It's real. And like, you know, credit to them. They were yeah. like, he gone. It's but crazy. I was talking to one of our managers at the K-pop store about it, but I was like, this could be anyone. Yes, 100%. Like, it could be any of the idols that I love. And yeah. I, it was important for me to step back and be like, as much as I... I don't feel this way about a lot of idols, but certainly, like, Stray Kids or certain members of Stray Kids, I'm like, I know those guys. You know? Yeah. I know, like, the inner contours of their personality and their nits and what makes them tick and whatever, but they can still be freaking insane. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. I, um... 
it's moments like that where obviously not to that extreme for mm-hmm. most of them, but it's like remembering that every single one of our beloved K-pop idols are truly just a human being. Yeah. And these companies aren't going out and finding the most incredible people. No. They're going out and finding the most attractive and talented ones. Mm -hmm. Like. That's such a good point. That's crazy. Like, because to me, I look at my favorite groups. Mm -hmm. Okay. Take the boys, for example. Mm -hmm. 11 men. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just love and adore these 11 men. They're all such great and amazing human beings. Mm -hmm. Are they? One of them's got to be an asshole. That's just probability. Like, probability out of 11 guys, Uh all of them are good human beings. Like, I'm not saying that I don't think that they are. Yeah. But I'm like... That probability doesn't even track for men. If probability stands, (laughs) only one of them's a good... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And it's Jacob. (laughs) I guess so. But you know um, what I mean? Yeah, like, And I can course. say that for any group. I was just using the boys because there's so many of them that it's like easy. Or <laughs> NCT. <laughs> mm-hmm. NCT, I feel like index is high on assholes. Yeah, we, we already dropped one of them, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's really crazy to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where is your line? Because I'm the type of person where I'm just like, I don't care about anything. Yeah. Where is your line of like, we've got to like, I've got to be like wary of this and then it's kind of just like I live in a place of like I'm fine to not know that they're all I'm I'm fine to just kind of convince myself they're all good people right even though it's not true like where's your level of like I'm just gonna live in the delusion oh that's a good question I think that I have been burnt so many times by idols being stupid and it doesn't have to be something so aggressive as what I talked about with Blanky but I hate saying that name <laughs> <laughs> yeah every time you say it I'm like cringe, cringe. I know but Idols mess up all the time. Yeah. Like, Mayhaw from Seventeen said some garbage about, like, being fat, where he was like, if you loved yourself, you wouldn't be fat. And it doesn't really matter how many excuses you make, like, that he's sheltered or the culture he grew up in, like, values thinness or that, like, he didn't mean it a certain way. It's still bad. Yeah. And it reminded me that... These are all some of the most attractive people in the world. They've been raised in, or I guess not even raised, they've been trained in an industry that tells them to value that over everything else. It's incredibly culturally and visually homogenous. You're going to get garbage out of that. Yeah. And so I just have to accept that on its face and take everything as it comes. I don't have a choice. Otherwise, I would have to step away from the genre entirely. Yeah. Maybe that's the right decision, but I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> but we're not doing that, yeah. so I'm sorry. Yeah, but I don't want to do that right now. So, yeah. you know, I think that I've always felt this way about, like, every controversy, and I really don't like to engage in the phrase cancel culture. I don't think it's useful. Yeah. But I think everything is said about a person from the way they respond to their wrongdoing. Mm, okay. Like, I think initial wrongdoing, we're all capable of that. Uh, there's a line for that. Certainly don't domestically assault people would yeah. be one example. But if you trip up or you say the wrong thing, uh, in most cases, I'm just looking at you to not do that again. Yeah. And to ideally grow and do something that counters that. Yeah. I don't think that answers the question, but I think to answer your question, I would say I try and just come in with an assumption of good. But I can never be surprised when something bad happens and then I respond accordingly. 100%. I feel the same way. I feel like I just kind of come in. 
Which I do this in real life too with everybody. So maybe my like the way I view it is it is just remembering that they're normal human beings as yeah. well. To where I'm pretty easy on people and I'm like yeah. I pretty I'm I always just try to expect the best from people mm-hmm. and assume the best in people. Mm-hmm. So even if someone does mess before someone does anything wrong, I'm just going to expect that they're not going to. Yeah. And then even when they do, I'm just going to assume that they didn't do it for malicious reasons. Yeah. And just just kind of be like, eh, it's not my yeah life or person, you yeah, know? exactly. And Could be worse. Yeah. And just keep enjoying the music and having a good time. Yeah, totally. I also think there's, like, there's allowances that you make just by being into K-pop. Like, yeah. a couple of coworkers and I were scrolling through, like, an NCT Exposed thread the other day. And it was just, like, a lot of, like, fat shaming of certain members, which is crazy because what K-pop idol is fat in the first place? Yeah. And we were just like, you know what? I pretend I do not see it. Yeah. Like, what else can you do? Literally. I Well, there's other things you can do, but I'm not doing any of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you just have to choose to be fine with it. Or not. I think both decisions are perfectly respectable. Like, I think when idols mess up and people are like, I am choosing not to engage with them anymore. Like, I don't claim them. I'm like, yeah, I'm all you, yeah. you know? It's it's not, uh, whatever. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, let's discuss the romantic parasocial side. Okay, this is a good question. The Delulu side. Yes, I feel a little protected because all of my attraction to men is always parasocial. Yeah. Both in idols, which is almost exclusively where it lives now, and in real life. We talked about it a little bit on the last episode, but like the big crush that I had on a guy in college, I never thought it was gonna be real. I never saw it or particularly wanted it to amount to anything. I just like the idea of it. Yeah. That's parasocial to me. I was yeah. like, you're not a real person. Yeah, 100%. Just like the idea of it. But how has it been for you? It's weird. Okay, spell. It's weird. And I'm probably, I probably have like an unhealthy perspective and view and all the things mm-hmm. um but I mean I work on it I've definitely like uh in the past when I was a bit younger it was probably more weird Not- nothing any more weird than just like I mean a girl being obsessed with a boy mm-hmm. but it's like my said boy mm-hmm. was Luke Hemmings from five seconds of summer so it's like yes. you know what I mean yeah um so I feel like in it's just weird. <laughs> I um, I uh, I think that for me, like the the boundary that like I've like drawn is just like remembering that it's not real, mm-hmm. but it's also not like a crime to like like the idea of it and oh, that's just true. like the person. You know yeah. what I mean? Because. Mm-hmm. To be a little bit weird and people that aren't fans or have any delusions of their own mm-hmm. will probably even think me saying this is weird. Mm-hmm. But, like, whenever I see a K-pop idol that I like, oh, they're my bias or they're my whatever, mm-hmm. obviously, not only do I think that they're talented and I like the way they sing or they dance mm-hmm. or look, but also there's going to be things within their personality that I just like and I look for mm-hmm. in a person, probably romantically in yeah. general. So. Mm-hmm. It's genuinely just like, yeah, I have a crush on my little K-pop idols. Like, Mm -hmm. who doesn't? Mm -hmm. But, like I said, just, like, remembering that it's, like, not real. Yes. And remembering that it's not going anywhere. Yes. And don't try to... We've said this before in the past about things. Don't change things or (laughs) do things in your actual real life Mm -hmm. 
to try to date these idols in real life. Please, God, don't. Like, Just don't. Which, that sounds like an obvious boundary. It's not. But in the world of K-pop, in the world of fandom, yeah, it's not. I would say it's almost more common to break that boundary than to not. Among, yes. Like, really yes, fans. 100%. So it's like, like, I don't know, like, if I was deliberately trying to, like, stay single or something, because mm-hmm. I was, like, holding out for a K-pop that's idol. That's a good example. And a that's a little weird. Yes. I agree. That's a little odd. Like, I oh, I can't go on this date because, like, I, like, yeah. fill in the blank of K-pop idol. It's like, yeah. that's not a real thing. Yeah. You can't exactly. do that. <laughs> I know. Um, you know what I... And I know that sounds crazy for the listeners, but it's true. It's true. You know what I've always felt about this? I remember I started picking up on it during One Direction era. I think it's even more true in K-pop. Is that the way a lot of these fans approach, um, you know, their perceived romantic attraction to these celebrities... To me, has always read as competitive with other people who are fans. So of true! Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember so well from One Direction Twitter. I almost had to like put it on that I liked Zayn even more than I did. Like, yeah. I feel like oh the, my gosh, that's so true. Yeah. Have you experienced this? Yes. Like, the phrase that I always saw and then ended up using because I felt like I had to was calling him my sunshine, quote unquote. <laughs> So freaking embarrassing. No, literally. That's not my sunshine. That's such a good... Oh, so true. And I feel like there's this need to be perceived with the cloud of like... I'm just going to use Harry as an example. Like, Harry's number one girl. Yeah. And then people hit your replies like, oh my God, Harry loves you. You know what yes. I mean? And it happens so much in K-pop. 100%. Like, people want to be... I can't think of an idol. Like, Young's number one girl. Like, people always think of you when they think of Young and vice versa. And they just want to be that over everybody else. Yeah. Like, it, and it doesn't even matter how much you like the idol. It's competitive with other fans. Yeah. That's how I've always seen it, honestly. I, co- I completely agree with that. I feel like that's such a good, like, boundary to keep as well. Mm-hmm. Is, like, if you're getting too possessive mm-hmm. over your K-pop bias, yeah. there might be <laughs> something unhealthy going on. Yes. Because I remember back in the day when I first got into BTS, mm-hmm. I, um was really possessive over Jungkook. Yeah. Which is so humiliating. It's hilarious, actually. Looking back on him, like, Katie, he's the most famous K-pop idol yes. of all time. Totally. Like, that's Jungkook, like, king of Korea. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, but literally, um, I was super possessive over him. And yeah. I wanted it to be known that, like, I love him more than you do. Yeah, totally. Like, I, like, I literally looked Lily, my roommate and best friend, in her eyes one time uh-huh. and told her, I was like, Lily, stop acting like you like Jungkook more than me. Oh. And she was like, I do love Jungkook. And I was like, but not more than I do. Oh, like, it made you crazy. It made me crazy because I was just like, <laughs> it literally, I was feeling disrespectful uh-huh. as if I had any sort of claim on him at all. Literally. Like, which... Wake up call. You do not. Huge wake up call. It's it's as if you are their girlfriend. You're That's what I was about way. to say. It yeah. like behaving in a way of like don't talk about like my boyfriend or my husband or my mm-hmm. man that way. Yeah. And that's how so many fans act, and I've acted in the past. Uh-huh. And then you just are like, what are you doing? Yeah, you got to be able to step back and be like, this is a little crazy. And I feel like the like the way to know a really like healthy fan and a relationship to your idol is whenever someone's like, yeah, I also bias totally. Like I'm like, and you're I like totally so excited. Agree. Yes. Because I've gotten that way now with, um, like Mark Lee from NCT, mm-hmm. super huge idol, obviously mm-hmm. like he's 
I mean, come on. Everybody loves that guy. Yeah. Or even Jacob from The Boys. Yeah. Um, Whenever someone's like, yeah, I buy his Jacob or whatever, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, isn't he so great? Yes. And that's how it should be. Like, whenever people be. come into the store and they buy Mark or Jacob stuff, I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, you have taste. Like, they're the best. Totally. It's fun that way. And I feel like I've often picked biases who are underdogs because it's easier than for me to feel ownership of them. Yeah. Like, if I have biases or favorite members of groups who are super popular, then it's easier for me to do that. Like, to share with other people and be like, yeah. he's for the streets, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. You know what I mean? Yep. But when it's like someone who's, let's say, like the least popular member of a group, it's so much easier for me to be like, you don't get him like I do. Don't exactly. talk about him. Exactly. Like, that's, I mean? and that's what I was about to say the, the that exact thing. And I've said it before mm-hmm. about filling the blank of Idol. Mm-hmm. It's like, no one gets him the way I do. Oh, and sister, what? Like, <laughs> you actually don't get him at all. You actually don't. Know you don't know that guy. You don't. You only know what the entertainment company is telling you. Oh, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> this is like one of the worst self-owned episodes of all time. Literally, like again, listeners, we are not dragging you. We are dragging ourselves. Us. We're telling you right now that we're doing this, and we are. It's so bad. It's really bad. Like, Can I tell you the worst thing I did, actually? Please do, because the audience needs to hear it. It's outside. And I feel like I've said a lot on this podcast that I'm already ashamed of. Okay, I know. Uh, yeah, we're both embarrassing. Like, this is absolutely not a preaching episode. It is a the roast of Katie Joan Kika. But, <laughs> um, but this is outside of K-pop. But I um, worked in the music industry briefly. I was really into... This is when I was in journalism. Okay. I was really into this singer named Julian Baker. I think many people know Julian from Boy Genius, which he's in with Phoebe Bridgers and Lucy Dacus. Julian and I are like the same age. Julian is gay. Julian's music is so sad. So, so, so sad. And I was so sad. This is when I was like in college. I was interning. Okay. And her manager had followed me on Twitter because I humble brag I was like an early adopter of Julian so I was like writing about her music talking about it on Twitter when not a lot of people were so he followed me I did the worst thing I could have done I wrote like a long I don't want to say letter like an email (gasps) about how much I love Julian like her music means so much to me I was like I think you're so incredible I read this poetry book that you recommended in an interview and I sent it to him to send to her oh yes yeah. As I was working at the magazine. No. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> you can't do that. No. And I mean, like, I got no negative consequences out of it, thankfully. He Thank was God. super nice. He was like, I'll pass it along. But it could have easily destroyed my career. Yeah. I can't imagine how uncomfortable she felt reading that. Yeah. Knowing it was from, like, some journalist. Yeah. Um, And also to be like, I don't know you. Like, don't tell me you read the poetry book that I recommended. It's not like we're lovers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's just so... I was thinking about it in the shower yesterday because that's when all my embarrassing thoughts happen. I'm so embarrassed. And eventually, like, this opportunity came up to interview her for the magazine. And I was like, no. Oh, wow. I passed on it. I was like, I don't want to invent any more of a connection than there is. I'm not supposed to know her as a person at this point. Stepping away. Yeah. And now I enjoy her music like a normal person. <laughs> but, oh my God. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you brought up... I have two things before we end. I know that we're like closing a little bit. But two things. One is um, you talking about like you rejected your interview for her. Yeah. Um, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Beca- more so because like uh, I just... I can't imagine meeting these people. Yeah. 
It would. I don't want the bubble to be popped. No. Oh my god, I've had my bubble popped. That sounded very. <laughs> <laughs> like I would rather just continue to think of my collective K-pop idol or whatever as like, oh yeah, they're great. They're like on another planet. They mm-hmm. don't exist in real life. Mm-hmm. The last thing I need is to meet them. No, what I, if they're mean? What if they're mean? Yeah. What if they're nice? Yeah. What if they're nice? True, that could be, <laughs> could be even worse. Could be even worse. What if they're nice? I just, yeah. I simply would rather never have to experience that ever. I understand that. I also feel like, do you ever see like fan calls and stuff where idols are being like perfectly normal level of polite and then people are like, he's the nicest guy in the world. He was so, so, so kind. And I'm like, seems like he was normal. <laughs> I wanted to, that's my second thing. Oh, okay. What are your thoughts on, um, cause I've seen some idols like whenever in fan calls specifically mm-hmm. girls or guys, whoever mm-hmm. fans are trying to be like overly like, ah, whatever, like yeah. be my boyfriend or whatever they say. Yeah. And then, um, some idols shut it down uh-huh. and then other ones like love it, love it and like it eat it up and play it up as much as they can. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I think, you know, it's, all contrived, like we said, but also these idols aren't robots. Like, they're also humans, and I think a lot of them enjoy this just as much as we do. Yeah. Probably because they get to keep so much behind the curtain. Yeah. But, like, it's important that we acknowledge that some of these people are good dudes. Yeah, for sure. And, and dudettes. Yeah. <laughs> um, that genuinely enjoy what they do and want to yeah. engage in this process with the fans. There's yeah. many examples of that that I can think of, but... Some of them know where the line is, and I think some of them see how much fans like it and how much adoration they get out of it, Yeah, and they don't see the danger, and Yeah, they just keep it going, keep it going, keep it yeah. going. Don't know what they're going to do when a girl shows up at their house. Yeah, 100%. You know? I think it's, like, I don't like it for myself, uh-huh. and, like, I would never do a fan call and try to engage in stuff like that. Yeah. But I think on some levels, it's harmless in a way of them just being guys or gals and they're just flirting like let's be honest I agree I think it's fun they're just having a good time they're just being silly and goofy without realizing that sometimes it could it gets taken too far it could get taken too far I think the thing is a lot of those idols are doing what we do where it's like oh my god I love them so much but then you can be like we're all just having fun we're all just having a good time right like no one's taking this too serious yeah and then you and I were talking about it the other day and we were like think some people <laughs> I don't think some people know that yeah it's just a little jokey joke we're just having a good time like whenever I say mm-hmm. as I do and I will continue mm-hmm. of like oh I love my husband mm-hmm. and I'm talking about Chaniel from EXO like yeah that's not your husband it's a little joke yeah we're just having a good little time <laughs> we're just having a good time you get one life I get one life I like... get to have my fake boyfriend <laughs> in my fake life I don't care I don't care yeah um no I completely agree I think it's so funny when idols shut it down, and I also think it's funny when they like rev it up too. I think yeah, all I of it's great. hilarious. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so funny. Yeah, I think so much of this has been a self own, but I, I think it's good that we end on this note because it's important for us to say to you, the listeners, you can keep doing this. You, you can keep having a silly, goofy time. Yeah, parasocial relationship does not equal bad thing. Fine. 100%. Have fun. Have a good time. God, like, please, you get one life. Please. Enjoy it. Have it with all the idols. Yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Kika, what? Let's end on a silly, goofy note. What's your, one of your parasocial relationships? Oh, um, I have this running, like, fantasy with S. Coops from Seventeen. Okay. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those where I think that if he just took a chance, he would... <laughs> 
yes, yes, yes. He would like me as a person. Let's go. <laughs> not necessarily romantically. I'm not stretching it that far. But, like, he loves to drink and yell and just, like, be annoying and overly dominant in, like, a group of people. And I feel like I'm just like that. Yeah. And I love to host a lot of people, like, for karaoke or for dinner or, like, at a party. And I think he's like that, too. Mm-hmm. And so my running fantasy is that, like, we take a bunch of people out to, like, a loud, like, barbecue dinner or whatever at a karaoke and that we're just, like, hyping everyone up to, like, have them taking shots or whatever. And then as everyone filters out through the night, we're just still talking and still hanging out. And we just never run out of things to say. <laughs> this is incredible. I love it so much. <laughs> it's uh, fake. You know what helps with it being fake? Language barrier. We're not talking about any. <laughs> we're not talking about a dang thing. We are not talking at all. We don't have any words to we say. We are not talking at all. See, that's where it gets tricky with me. Because yeah. both of my men that's, are Canadian. Yes. Except for Chaniel. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, what's your parasocial? Um, uh, which one peak? do you want? You can pick. Which one do you want me to talk about? Oh, my about? gosh. What are... Uh, you can pick. I have a million. I think my favorite one to hear about is Mark from NCT. Oh, uh, Mark from NCT. Here's my thing. Okay. I just mm-hmm. think <laughs> that if you put me and Mark in a room together... <laughs> We're on the same page. <laughs> Listen, if you just... And I was not, like, trying to be anyone but myself. If I could be in a situation with Mark where we are both just hanging out, mm-hmm. I'm not even trying to be like, oh, my God, he would fall in love with me. But similar with you. We and would have a great time. We right? would just have a good time. Yeah. Like, I think that Mark and I would, our personalities would complement each other well. Yeah. And we would just literally have the best night. Uh-huh. And I also think that I've said in the past that, like, I really want people to hang out with, like, me and my boyfriend or my husband. Totally. And just be like... They are so much fun. Like, I always mm-hmm. leave feeling, like, happier and lighter and encouraged. Mm-hmm. I think that Mark and I would do that with, like, our friend group. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. people would just be like, Katie and Mark are so much fun to hang around. Yeah. <laughs> it feels so cringe. Isn't that embarrassing? Oh, my God. At the end of when I was saying mine, I was like, just get it out. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. I know. Well, um, it's a good sign if you can cringe at yourself about it. Yeah. Mark, if you're listening. <laughs> I said nothing, actually. I. This is Kika talking. <laughs> Both were Kika talking. <laughs> Katie Joe wasn't here for this episode. Yeah, I just, I love you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Um, okay, well. Has to be done. I think, you know, for all of the roasting we did on this episode, hopefully if it got you and your feelings a little bit, you can feel lightened by the fact that clearly we suffer just as much. We all are doing it. From it. And it's okay. It's okay. We got you. We're being silly and goofy. But just like check yourself, am I being silly and goofy? Yeah. Or am I, is it getting a little too real? Yeah, you heard about some red flags in this episode. Just just check check on yourself. <laughs> just check yourself. Check your friends. Yeah. None of us are safe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's all we have to say. Yes. Hit us up on Instagram. And I want someone to DM me and tell me about your favorite parasocial relationship that you yes. have. I really, really want to hear about at it. Kate, at Katie Jukes. And someone's going to send me their story and I'm going to share it on the pod. Oh, that sounds so good. So if you want to be shouted out in the next pod, DM at Katie Jukes. Yes. Um, all of our socials are in the episode notes, the description. Uh, Katie's, mine, and the podcast specifically. So you can reach out to us anywhere. We want to hear from you. We are on all Podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, um, formerly Anchor, now Spotify for podcasters. Um, listen to us in all those places. Rate us five stars. Leave a review. Helps a lot. Love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.